0: hi lunel
1: long time no see long
0: time no super c how are you i'm great (laughs) let me tell you something out of all the people that i've talked to um out of all the people that i had on my list i was and still am the most excited but also the most nervous to talk to you no why baby? You know what? It's because I I adore you. And I adore you from a distance cuz we really don't know know each other. I know you through DM. Yeah, we've been in
1: rooms yeah together, but we have Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But really I, I So first let me tell you why I uh do woman to woman. So I started doing this in celebration in honor of National uh Women's Month, which is in March but it was doing so well. And, and I felt like I was really benefiting also from it, just from the camaraderie and, and just being able to talk to women that I've met along my journey, people that I actually know, people that I I don't know, but I really want to know for the purposes of saying, I think you fucking rock. Like, it's not even about like, let me get you on here. And so we can chit chat about, you know, all the, you know, beautiful, wonderful things you're doing, your accolades. It was really for me to say, I think you fucking, fucking
1: rock. rock. Yeah.
0: And I, I honestly, I feel like we don't tell each other that enough. I mean, obviously, as women for Women's Month, but then as I started to do it beyond, I feel like it's the same way with with the men in our lives. We don't tell them how much they fucking rock.
1: Because a lot of them
0: don't. But then then there's that. And that's what I like about you, the honesty and just being real. And I I I've been watching you for a long time from a yes. distance. I I always wanted to meet you. And so whenever we were in a room together, I was like, well, I can't, I, this new lead. I can't go over there and talk to new Dad. What am I gonna say? Then Girl. you came on the show. You came on the show. I was like, oh my gosh, she's everything I thought she would be. And you um. are. I know you hear that all the time, right?
1: Not all the time, but I am, and I'm trying. Are we on yet? Because I'm trying to still read. Uh, we are.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you can readjust.
1: Go ahead. This is so.
0: I'm trying to. Oh, that's a better view.
1: Yeah, I just um, I took my ring. You know, <laughs> we did so much of this during. Ro- oh Lord, a mercy. You go? You go? ah you said it right oh jesus okay i'm back there you we go so, so much of this during the rona right yeah of this uh virtual thing and then i finally got t- i had to move my <laughs> i had to move my ring cam in order to put my christmas tree up right and so then i didn't put my ring thing back in here so if you can see what, how nigger rigged I got this motherfucker. But you
0: know oh, what? Man. I like it. I like it. I and got that... a
1: shoe box. Uh, <laughs> don't even, I can't even go. I can't even go into it. But What I'm else get...
0: you got? Uh-uh, Lunell, what else you got? You
1: got a shoe box? What I else got you got? I got a shoe box and I got a uh, CBD ointment thing, leveling it, leaning up against girl, you don't want to know.
0: But how apropos is that? If you need anything to fix anything, it's going to be that CBD oil. Well, tomorrow (laughs) is
1: 420, you know.
0: Yes, it is. Now, let me tell you something. You don't know this about me. I've never smoked weed in my life. Well, that's okay. I've never done it. And and it's because when I was in college and everybody was doing, you know, I'm a country girl. I come from Ottawa, Tennessee, right outside of Chattanooga, right outside of Nashville, raised Tall on a farm. Arkansas, right here, Tallent Arkansas. Yes. So, you know, I was too scared. I was like, I don't know, when I was in college. And then by the time I got, you know, older, I, I started thinking too much about it. What if I lose my mind? Or what if somebody give me something uh, bad? Or what if, what if, what if?
1: It's really not that serious, and you can always go to legitimate dispensary and get shit that is legal legally you know board certified and if you ever had any issue and you wanted to try to sit on your couch and put on scandal or something, take a couple of puffs. what do you think is gonna happen? I don't if you've out right here doing a whole lot worse. They wouldn't have legalized it if it was an issue like that, you know what
0: Yeah, I mean? that's true. I think I just get my head about it. But
1: I'm not trying to get you it. to do it. I'm not trying to get you to do it. I'm just saying if you do it, you're going to be like, I've been scared of this all this time. I feel great. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I hear I mean, that. Alcohol alcohol is way more detrimental than marijuana.
0: Don't talk about my love in front of me like that, Lunell. because I love am not going to talk
1: about your wine. Or
0: my wine, my that tequila, that. <clears throat> my gin. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 1942. Casamigos. You better
0: say it. You better know it. I just, I think that there's so many things that I admire and I adore about you. Let me tell you, I don't care whatever I'm doing. If you go live, I'm hopping the fuck on. because <laughs> I'm Stop like, it. you know, you my, I you do. You know live? why? Because I love that you, you know, Instagram, social media is it, such an, illusionary place it ain't real but when you come on you like this what I'm doing I'm eating I'm getting ready for a show y'all want to watch me get ready these motherfuckers bring that over here because y'all know you know what I love that it's 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 the genuineness for me
1: I wish that you know I mean first of all I give a shit about having on makeup having on a bra motherfucker I'm at home Yes, if you don't like what's going on in this little square, get the fuck off of it. <laughs> you know, ain't nobody got a gun to your head and saying "watch Lou now." That's right, but they can't stop watching me. You understand?
0: That's it. That's it. I love then, it. And
1: um, then I also love to do behind the scenes because I like to take my fans, which I call my lunatics. I like to take my lunatics on the ride. Right. Some of my fans are immobile. Some of my fans can't go to the club. Some of my fans are elderly. Some of my fans watch me in a restroom. Some of my fans can't hear, all they can do is see. Some of my fans can't see, all they can do is hear. You have to think about everybody. And I would love to have had the opportunity to see, you know, Queens of Comedy backstage, when they were getting ready how they were getting along when they're in the elevator. I would have loved to have been able to see Lucille Ball at home in the kitchen yeah. so far, We didn't have that, we have that now. We can let you actually in our home now. And it's really intriguing to people. And my lives do, you know, do very well. I'm not Cardi B or some shit like that, but I do pretty <laughs> good. You know, I don't be having no two full, five, 10, 15 people on my lives. It starts off with 300 out the gate. That's right. And, um, well,
0: because we we know we're going to get Lunell straight, no chaser. And I like that. Straight, and I think, no chaser. And I love the fact that you are courageous enough to do that. Because I think sometimes people don't want other people to see them stripped down and in their mess. And I Yeah, love... and
1: that's why people use filters and all that other bullshit. I'm like, when you meet me, I'm going to have my makeup, but I ain't going to have no filter. And so... Why are you perpetrating the fraud? You're saying to yourself, "I'm not good enough to look like what I do." That's
0: what it is. That's now. Have I you always there, been, there been
1: were like no that? Filters, and, you know. We didn't. I didn't have filters growing up. We didn't have, you know. Fuck all that shit. I'm not into all that shit.
0: But that's what I was going to ask you. Have you always been this courageous? Because you know, so like I tell people all the time. For me, I. It's hard to believe because, honey, I can run my mouth. If I can't do nothing else, I can talk. I can talk my ass off. And now to all the teachers who was like, she talked too damn much. Now I get paid well to do so. But up (laughs) until the third grade, I was shy. I I really wouldn't talk a lot. And I don't know what happened, but I broke the hell out of that. And I've been unstoppable. And, And for you. I I don't know. Have you always been, like, this secure, this courageous to do whatever the fuck you want to? You open up a bag of crab legs and be like, I don't know my job, but I'm getting into these crab legs because they good.
1: Well, absolutely not. You know, I'm the eighth of eight children, so I'm the baby. Um, I wasn't really raised with my brothers and sisters. I was raised alone. Mm. So TV was my brothers and sisters. TV was where I went. I went. I didn't just watch TV, I went into the TV. Like when I watched I Dream of Jeannie, I was in the bottle. You was there. in the bottle. <laughs> when I watched The this Family, I was in the house too, you know? And um, when I was young, I, I have... Uh, I don't think that I spoke out a lot when I was young. I had a very dominating stepfather who was very, very mean. Mm. And I have that trait, unfortunately, as well. I got that from him. I can be a real bitch when need be. And sometime when not need Is be, you catch me on the wrong day at the wrong time. But I believe that I used to hold things in as a youngster and it would make me have headaches. It would make me have, I guess what you call now anxiety. Mm. Then when I started just blurting shit out and just speaking up for what is wrong, like I remember there was a little girl in my school named Edith and she was a little dusty, dirty, snotty, (laughs) unattractive, nappy friend. But if people would fuck with her, I would stand up for her. And I I remain that way to this day. And I started speaking up more and then, you know, I think I did a little Christmas play in first grade or kindergarten or something like that. And I just found that I do have the gift of gab. I do um, not uh, stand for injustice in front of my face. And I do feel better if, if, like even when I have to talk to my daughter or anybody, if I have to say, "Listen, I would like it very much if when I came home, you would straighten up your room." That would make me really happy. That takes effort for me. What I'd rather just say, "Clean up this fucking room and have it done by the time I get up." <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's easier for me. All right. And a lot of people may think that's abrasive and, you know, maybe it is. But quit being a punk bitch and do what the fuck I said. I, you, you heard know, that. And then, wanna, and then do it all the time Would you want to ever... How do you hear me say it again? You know? Now here's
0: the thing though. Let me ask you this though, because being a female in com- you know, in, in, in entertainment, period, because not just in comedy, because Lord knows you've been in all kinds of films and TV shows and everything else. What do you how do you think people felt that when you walk in the room? I'm sure when you sat at the table, especially the negotiation table, every now and then you gotta call somebody a punk trick bitch, because it's necessary when they're questioning your value. But how do you balance that with um being able to say exactly how you feel with pe- with also not pushing people away to feel like, you know, oh my gosh, she's difficult and she'll say anything.
1: Well, that happened for the first whole half of my career. <laughs> okay. And nobody <laughs> fucked with me, you know, 15 years ago, well, nobody really fucking with me, except for Kat. Mm. And um, you know, uh, Like this, you know, your boy DL, Mm -hmm. you know, he don't fuck with me. I've done this podcast. We ain't never, we haven't done shows together in 30 years. When we first started out, that's one of the first people I started doing shows with. But he never pulled me on a show or never did nothing like that. Said, said, don't fuck with me like that. You know, there's a lot of people who think that I am maybe team too much. But as far as in the boardrooms and stuff, I usually don't go. I usually send my representatives who can speak more accurately for me and who can be play nice and shit. They usually don't bring me into the room until somebody really actually wants to see me. You know what I'm Got saying? Got it. They want to see me. And then by that time, I've been coached and been talked to. Right. Calm Lano, down. Yeah. You know, well, I'm let me ask you something.
0: Up. I, I want to go I back to this real quick. To the
1: table a million times. So let
0: me ask you that. this. I want to. I want to go back to this. When you say like DL and Cedric and and people like that don't really fuck with you or
1: have it. Anthony Anderson, you know, they did fucking eight years of Blackish. I never did one episode. So,
0: what on, do you think the reason behind that is? Is it because they do think you're too much, or just because they just don't fuck with you like that?
1: Well, they may think that I'm too much which is incorrect, very professional, do my job, and they... Well, we obviously trend. know that
0: because we've seen you on a lot of films, right? That yes, a you, lot of white a, ones. A lot of white ones. And clearly, you know, they can, it, it, They are the ones who are the most offended if they feel like, you know, you're too abrasive or anything like that. So that's why in my head. But I that also brings me to something else because I, I really, really, really wanted to hit you up about... This was pre-COVID, I think. Now, you probably- And, told... and
1: by the way, I mentioned D.L. and said and Anthony and stuff, so, because I love these guys.
0: No, I know you but do. But I
1: don't feel like they love me back. Hmm. And so- Is... I was going to ask I mean, you I, because I, 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 and I- And I think also it may be because I'm a bit of a scene stealer, and I don't do that mm-hmm. on purpose. I don't go and say, well, I'm going I'm to be extra, and I'm going to steal this scene. I just be me. But I have lost many jobs because the focus is on me. Damn. Like I auditioned. Do you remember the um show, um, the uh, movie Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, of course. And you remember the girls? Little Shop, Little <laughs> Shop of Horrors. So years and years and years and years and years ago, I auditioned for Little Shop of Horrors to play one of the girls. The director told me, that had Lunell, and usually the director don't tell you shit, you just don't get a job. But the director told me, he said, Lunell, the three girls are supposed to move as one, be as one unit, and you pull focus. It's not anything you're doing, but people can't keep their eyes off of you. Yeah. And um, that's a good thing and a bad thing.
0: I I hate you. I hate that because I feel like that is the antithesis of how they teach you or especially now. And perhaps that's why you have this huge explosion. You broke the Internet a couple of times, but whatever, is because I I hate the idea that, first of all, God made you who you are. Right. And so, you know. you should not have to dim your light, your talent, and they say all of those things all the time. But
1: do they really put it in practice?
0: Are you well? Really you know, upset we didn't I even use
1: the, we didn't even use the phrase "dim your light" until maybe eight years ago. Yeah, a
0: couple of years ago. That's true.
1: Nobody even said it like that. I
0: I, I wanted exactly to say what it is. Though. I remember about right before COVID, maybe a little bit before that. Um, I took, we had David Arnold, God rest his soul on the show. And I, the, here's a here's a funny thing. This is this is how I am, because I'm a true journalist. I've been that way since I was a kid. My mama said I was nosy. I said I'm inquisitive. That's what I, <laughs> I, call I agree. Inquisitive. People say
1: I'm vulgar. I say I'm explicit. Correct.
0: I'm not and expressive. Vulgar. You're not you're not, you know, aggressive. You're expressive and passionate. Yeah. So I, I remember seeing David Arnold. I was still living in in New York. And I remember watching him and it was just him and he had a little camera and at the end, he would roll with this toilet paper, the credits. And I watched him all the way back then. So I knew who he was long before I moved to LA. So when we had him on the show, I again was like fanning out because I was like, I really like this, like something about him. i like, so DL made a joke and he was like, why don't you have her in one of your classes so you can make her funny? And he was like, You can't make somebody funny. Either they are, and you teach them how to hone that, or they're just not. And so I was like, listen, I'm up for the challenge. You don't think I'm funny? I think I'm actually quite funny. Not funny like you tell a joke, ha ha, but situational funny, right? And so I took David's class and you know, he really poured so much into me. And no one had ever done that before. And I began to do open mics around town. hmm Let me tell you, I, I already had a lot of respect for comedians in general, but you know, I always felt like, well, I can talk too. But I didn't understand there's a difference between getting on the stage and having kind of an idea of where you're going and people are not, there's no expectation. I'm there to deliver information. I'm not there to entertain. And so as I started going around doing these open mics, first of all, I've been on stages since I've been doing radio since the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. But it was different. Like, I got on that yes, stage and is. I was, ooh, but, and I only had to be there, now, you already know. First of all, for five minutes, it felt like an eternity. Uh-huh. But, I, 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 I did it for a while, because David kept, you know, really encouraging me. And then, between me, you, and the walls, I became a little, um, I don't know. I, I kind of lost a little bit of something for it because I felt the men who were around me, who I thought would be supportive and helpful. And they really were. And I'm not saying DL ever said, don't do it. It was, it was more or like, I don't know that this is for you because this is a man's world kind of thing. And I, I thought, huh? And then I began to look at some of the female comedians and I wondered, I was like, well, how does how does it feel being very good at what you do, being a female, but feeling like you have to dim the light?
1: Well, I don't dim a motherfucking thing, first of all. That part. Never have, never will. I have not changed. You can go back on my Instagram and see flashback. Video of me 30 years ago. I was on television and popular before I ever came to LA. So this shit didn't phase me. Mm. I worked on a local black owned and operated television station in Oakland called the Sobe Television Network. It's where I learned a lot. And so, like I said, I was already that bitch before I left Oakland. So, um, I don't think you have to be, um, I don't think you have to be, what's the word I'm trying to say? I think you, you don't have to be as good as a man. I don't think you have to be better than a man. I think you have to be the best mm. at what the fuck you do. Right. See, I don't compare myself I to nobody. But I also came up under the tutelage of Robin Harris, Paul Paul Mooney, and people who didn't give a fuck. That's how I learned from people who didn't give a fuck. Dick Gregory and all that. I didn't learn from my peers. I learned from my elders in the comedy game. Yes, and 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 architects
0: in many ways.
1: Yeah, I hang out with George Wallace and George Lopez and stuff like that. I don't hang out with my peers, I hang out with, with older comics, older actors, older people, and you would think that the white folks, you know, they're always nervous like little rabbits. You would think that they wouldn't fuck with me because of the way I am, but in all actuality, they gravitate toward me because of the way I am. You know, I'm in Las Vegas weekly I, uh, yeah, I saw my that. Audiences, my audiences, some nights they're more black, some nights they're damn near all white. And everybody leaves the same way, wiping their eyes and happy. Yeah. And um I have been I'm not I haven't changed anything. I'm the same way on stage as I am at home.
0: And I'm that's why people way. love you though. I think yeah, that's why people love you. I'm telling you, I it is you, I can tell you are the kind of person and I've been in rooms with you. You will suck up all the air. And it's not like you try, you know, right. you're not doing it on purpose. You walk no. in and literally I'm like, <clears throat> did the air just get thin in here? Like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Do I need some oxygen? Because you are everything from. You know your affect, the 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 way you dress. You could tell your outward display of of how you dress literally is a combination of all that you are. From the glitzy, you know, Crocs or or shoes to the or earrings the and the hair, or the, the hair, nail. Or it's all an extension of who you are on the inside. And I think people are naturally intrigued by it. I think for me, there the, here's the the funny part for me though, Lunell. It is like, did you did chaos. you reach
1: out to get me on the show? And I did. Okay.
0: So. I reached out to you personally on Instagram. I said, hey, I want to talk to you. And you was like, you got to go through my publicist. I was like, God damn
1: it. No, you <laughs> don't care. Because I can't remember everything I scheduled. Oh. And I could say, I'll talk to you tomorrow too. And tomorrow at one, I'll be out doing some other shit and forgot that I had an appointment. So that's what I pay her fucking for to make sure I keep my appointments on time. And she sends me notifications, email, text message. Don't forget. She'll send me a text message 30 minutes before. Don't forget. She'll send me a text message 10 minutes before. Don't forget. Because in those 10 minutes, you might
0: might be like a butterfly all over the place.
1: Yeah. I, I have a publisher for a reason. And when I send people there, they can get in their feelings about it or not. But you will either get the interview or you won't. won't. Or you won't. Yeah, Because I have to be reminded I got a lot of shit going on. This ain't the only interview I'm doing today. I believe you. I got to go do one in person. I I took my bath. I got my clothes on. But I didn't get a chance to get my lashes on yet. So that's why I'm rocking the Gucci. I love your lashes. lashes. But you you know, like. Tonight I I, got to go to an event. For Erica Jane, who's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, so I live on Crenshaw, but I fuck with everybody. You know, uh, I, I I could be sitting over here with um in the in the dispensary and with Black Sam one minute, and I could be over here with Adam Sandler in the same day.
0: So let me ask you this, because your your plate is always full. I know you just came off of a tour. I know you're getting ready to start your own tour. You're doing Vegas. No, I'm on it. You're on the tour I'm now. Front, yeah. Oh, so let me ask you this: When does Lunell breathe?
1: Lunell don't breathe a lot, <laughs>
0: <laughs> cause that's a lot. I'm tired when I'm watching you on Instagram. I'm like, now, damn, she's in the airport again. Then she's over right. here. Then she's like, when do you? Because again, the thing I was, the point I was making earlier is that with all of the ornateness of who you are in terms of your affect and then your personality in the room, there is not a lot of air left. However, it's a comfort there. And I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm attracted to you. And I was like, I really wish she was like my kinfolk because there's something about you that uh, it's like, a, it's listen, it's like an ocean at the top it's doing this but at the bottom it's just like this it's steady and for me it is literally like organized chaos that i it it's a, it's like a magnet i'm drawn to it and but i wonder with all of that organized chaos when do you from the surface right all to the middle to the bottom when do you just breathe
1: well i haven't had a vacation per se in in years, unless you want to count the two year lockdown. Um, Because everywhere I go, I travel everywhere, but I'm working. Mm. A vacation for me would be like, you know, I'd probably still go live on my vacation, but a vacation for me would be like, I don't have to do no shows. I don't have to put on no makeup. You know, like I have a, a, a show in Hawaii, it's not till August, but I'm taking a couple of extra days there to enjoy Hawaii. And I haven't been to Hawaii in years. And I love to go to Hawaii. I could go to Hawaii tomorrow, but I haven't been able to go because my schedule- You don't have time. And you know, you have to be careful what you pray for. And you have to be specific, because you might get it. And I wanted to work, I wanted to get a bag so I could maybe buy a house. I'm doing that. You can't do that sitting on your ass. You got to no, go can't. get it. The money's over there. You All you got to do is go get it. Go get it. And I do love my job. I love performing for people. I like making people happy. I've been sad in my life. I don't want people to feel sad. I want people to feel happy. And mm-hmm. this is why, yes, people are attracted to me. If I come to a radio show, people from catering, People from everywhere wanna come and get a picture with me because they know I'm in the building. If I go to a club, you know that you're popular and good because after your week, the whole staff, the waitress and stuff wanna take pictures with you. That's love. If you leave there and ain't nobody trying to take no pictures with you, they can't wait till you leave because you didn't bring a fun audience, you didn't tip, you didn't be nice and you were rude and fucked up. And the thing is that there's still some rude and fucked up people that continue to work. And I don't like that. Like, I think there should be um, repercussions for bad behavior. If you come to my club and you do a horrible job, you should not get paid. Mm. Why are you still getting paid? Because now you're gonna go to the next place and you might be fucked up to the staff there. Yeah. Now maybe they'll pay you, but they won't have you back. You know what I'm saying? But there's no repercussions for bad behavior in this business, and I think that's fucked up. I can tell you ten people that should never be on a microphone again. Oh shoot! Because they're just offensive and they're fucked up. But there's people who are ass kissers, and people who um are like uh, you know everybody. Even fucked up people have fans. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But because I, but some people, I don't people know, like to watch. You know how. But I yeah, don't
0: know why. well, I mean, I don't know anybody, especially in terms of so I'm telling you, like your fans love you. I read because when I'm when I'm following, when I'm watching you live, I'm reading the comments yeah. and I'm like, everybody wants to be with Lou now. Like everybody. And they loves me I, and they I, they yeah. Me I'm like, first of all, move over. This is my auntie. Stop. But what does auntie think about? Uh, on a daily, like what goes through your mind, even when you're busy, you have people to help you handle that things, those things, but like in the stillness of your brain, do you think, wow, you know, people wouldn't, you know, back then they didn't want me. Now they all on me. Or are you thinking, wow, this is what a blessing or, oh, wow. My parents would be proud or, oh, you know, this feels good that I'm, I'm finally doing it. Like, what are, what are you thinking? Or are you thinking there's so much work to be done? Like, I, I st- I'm still not well, satisfied. Well, first,
1: to, to let me go back and answer the question before, because I don't think I did. The stillness comes for me when I come home and I can burn my candles and burn my incense and sleep on my flannel sheets, because they don't have them in the hotels. I got, you know, hotels, everything white. My yes. sheets here are leopard. They're Burberry prints. They got, you know, I got all kind of stuff like that. And when I, and I like aromatherapy. I like my house to smell a certain way. I have music, different music in every room. You know, I listen to a lot of music. And anytime that I can spend with my daughter, mm. when she's not being flipped, because, you, know, <laughs> you know.
0: And when her room is clean.
1: <laughs> well, no, my daughter's 27. She don't even live with me. I was just using that as an example. But she, but her mouth, you know, my daughter's, Father was a comedian and then there's me.
0: Cuz so she got a so slick mother, mouth. My
1: daughter has a very slick ass mouth. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, when she's not doing that, she's a dream to be around. I kiss her shoulders, I kiss her face, I kiss her hands and I like to do that and also anything around water. I'm a Pisces, so if I can be around water of any sort, I have a fountain in my bedroom. I'm I'm going to have some more water around me soon. And um, that is when my stillness comes. Um, I, my, I have to sleep to music real low or watching something and fall asleep. I can't sleep in silence because I can't turn off my brain.
0: Mm, and what's running I, through I, your brain? What you have to do? What you
1: want to do? What am I going to wear tomorrow? Uh, what am I going to pack? What outfit am I going to wear in this city? What is the weather going to be like? What time do I need to get up? Am I getting a ride? Am I calling an Uber X? Um, Where's my daughter? What am I going to eat? You know, all kinds now, see, of things. Now, see, I thought
0: that would be the time that you would, like, have, smoke a little weed or something to quiet your mind. Well, no? I
1: do that, too. But, but if I had a relationship, first of all, it would be a disaster if it was in LA because I only come home on Tuesdays. I leave on Thursdays. If he was here right now, I'm doing this. I got to go do some other shit. You know, a LA relationship would be a disaster because I just don't have the time. What I need is a man in Las Vegas because at least I'm there two days a week with nothing to do in the daytime. Hardly. Sometimes I have interviews in Vegas as well. But well wait a minute. A if you had
0: the me. man in Vegas, would he travel with you or would he wait for you when you got back to Vegas?
1: No, he would you have him on, on standby? He, could he need to live in Vegas. <laughs> he unless he's well unless he's wealthy. Because if he travels with me, I'm not buying no motherfucking tickets to fly around with me. You know, i might. You wouldn't have fly, fly for you. Him. You wouldn't
0: get somebody flew out? You wouldn't pay
1: for a ticket? I I don't have to pay, first of all, because I have a million frequent flyer miles that point. clearly if i fly every week i'm accruing miles i can fly anybody anywhere i want to but then again you know that's gonna always put me in a um in a uh more could that's gonna put me more in control and i don't want to be in control in a relationship with my man now i see that's hard to believe to be in yeah i was no, gonna say what man control, could control you want- though no, I don't want to control a man I don't want to be in control of your movement I want a man to be a man enough To say, I'm flying out next week Yeah not It's funny, I feel
0: like of. people always Assume that um, You know, women, such as yourself Very successful um, Don't want a man who's in control But I tell people all the time I want a dude to look at me and I know I need to go sit down because
1: No, I fuck young men They're not in <laughs> <control>. <laughs> fine. <laughs> if I met a man, I would start <laughs> fucking with these boys. If I met a man yes. who wanted to be a man to me, yeah. then I would not fuck the boys. But right now, it's just for recreation because young motherfuckers can't buy me all this.
0: They can't do it.
1: Young motherfuckers can't pay for that Mercedes and these multiple cars I got. Young motherfuckers can't help me with a down payment on this house that I'm about to get. Young motherfuckers can't do shit for me but Except, make me laugh, keep me company when I'm eating, and fuck. That's, that's it. That's all they can do.
0: That's it. And then they got to go home.
1: Everything else I'm in control of. And if I don't want to be in control of it, I need a grown-ass man who is interested in me. I'm a great girl. I'm a lot of fun. I got a bomb-ass job. But these men are willing to pay so they can have a young bitch on their arm, who really don't give a fuck about them unless they're buying them things. These motherfuckers have forsaken love and fun for the bag.
0: So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, I call this woman-to-woman because it's a woman-to-woman conversation like we're having brunch together. But everybody knows, hello, Barbara, this is Shirley. Have you ever had a woman-to-woman situation where you had to be Barbara and call up Shirley and
1: say, that man is mine? No, they're usually calling me and saying that. So, you, Shirley. (laughs) I'm Shirley. Shirley,
0: that man is mine from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. I'm like, like, well. well." Get
1: the motherfucker in because he's been in my house for three days.
0: (laughs) And that is why I love Lunel. I love it. (laughs) I think everybody should have someone like you in their circle to remind them, first of all, A big lesson that I learn from you every day, and I promise this is really not me blowing smoke. This is for real. Whenever I get in that mood where I feel like I am becoming ungrateful about my job and the blessings that I have or when I think I'm thinking too much, I will go to your Instagram because you enjoy life and you can see it. You can see the natural real joy coming through your face when you're talking to people, even on your, when you're going live. Now I don't know what you'd be saying on OnlyFans, but you damn near broke the internet. So I, I don't know about that. However, it, it's, I think it is amazing to see a woman who of any, in of any race, color or creed, who is just. Comfortable in her skin. She loves who she is. And this is me just making the assumption. Because you may say, I, I can't stand myself. I somehow I feel like you wouldn't say that though. But I feel like you're comfortable in your skin. You're fine with the way that you talk. You don't have to 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 switch when you go into a room. You are just who you are and you love it. And it when I look at your your Instagram, it reminds me, snap the fuck out of it. What's wrong with you? Enjoy your life. Well,
1: here, here's the thing of course i am not that comfortable in my skin we all wish we were younger tighter firmer we know that i'm getting older i just had my 64th birthday i'm not happy about that you know i wish it was my 44th birthday but then again you know look at how many people don't live to be this age including the very healthy david arnold yeah you know these people Work out and all this shit, and it may help your quality of life, but it's not going to prolong your life. Mm. Because when that number comes up, that's it. You can be running and running in Canyon. You can be lifting weights. The two people that I know that just passed, they both was healthy, but they're gone. And it's like, I wish I had a firmer stomach. I wish I had the willpower to. To eat better on a continued basis, because like I'm eating now, but I'm just eating a bowl of strawberries. You know I noticed that
0: I was like, she got some strawberries today.
1: Yeah, some people think all I do is sit around and eat chicken wings and neck bones. That's not true. I I balance my food. You know, it's hard to eat well on the road. On
0: the road, yeah, I so found I try that to out. Do
1: better at home, but it's a balance, you know. So
0: you say you're um, not happy, you wish you were 44. Is it because you feel as though you still have a lot of shit you want to do? Or is it because just like most people, you just, the, the whole getting older thing?
1: No, I don't mind getting older because the knowledge that you gain in getting older is invaluable and you don't know it till you actually get here. I know that, like I even say in my act, that dying young is not the lick these motherfuckers have glorified dying young i said i want to get cecily tyson old with the respect though i want to get betty white old with the love and respect i told him the other day i said i want to get so so old that my fans are like, okay, now y'all need to stop pushing Lunell out here. She <laughs> we want to remember her the way she was. That is it's enough.
0: Now, and not just scooting across that, the stage. It,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, the thing about your body and gravity and stuff like this, if you are chubby, there's only two things you're gonna do. Three if you wanna have surgery, which I think is the cop out. Yeah. You're either going to do something to change that or you're going to just say I'm a little fat motherfucker. Let me just go head on and smell good and look as good as I can. And
0: pull these and young dudes. The-
1: you know, I mean, and I, I, I'm clearly not one to work out that much. I can join as many gyms as I want to. I'm not here to go. I don't <laughs> sure. go to gyms publicly because if you think people don't fuck with me in a pool or a gym, You're wrong. So now I can't concentrate on what I'm doing. People trying to take pictures, they want to fuck me. So you can do stuff in the house too. I have plenty of time to do that. I don't do it. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. But you're going to either do something to change it, or you need to be able to accept it. Yeah. So I've just accepted, okay, these titties ain't sitting where they used to. Get a good bra. Fake it. (laughs) By the time somebody finds out that they not where they used to be they'll be in somebody's mouth and who gives them <laughs>
0: you know. and then it doesn't I, matter uh, whether they hang or not
1: <laughs> right you know who gives a shit? men like titties like, like this girl said uh, when my video had leaked this girl said your titties look like flapjack I said, bitch men love flapjacks. (laughs) With a little butter on them. What the fuck you talking
0: about? (laughs) A little syrup. I mean, those are great nuggets. Those are great nuggets. What is the greatest? What is the, I'm not going to say the greatest. What is the most proudest moment of your life?
1: Having my daughter. Mm. How did she change? I never wanted a kid. I never wanted a kid. I never thought I could have a kid. My birth mother and me did not have a good relationship. My stepmother, aunt, and I did, but she died. My brothers and sisters live all out of state. I didn't, you know, have a baby with my husband. I had a baby with another man, the comedian, and he's been a good guy. clearly don't have as much money as I do, so I've been financially the one to pay for college financially the one to put my daughter in a place to live financially the one who bought her her first car i um my mother passed away i got pregnant the next month so that was god my daughter has my 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 mother's name as her middle name my daughter gave me focus my daughter gave me um uh, drive and a reason to be better. Cause I was just out here wilding, you know? But then when I had a baby, I was like, wow, this is just you and me. Okay. So let me figure this out, you yeah. know? And I think that my mind, body, and soul became as one when I had a purpose, like I I didn't have, you know, no man per se. I had a husband. I I we still call each other husband and wife, but we're not really married. I've been divorced for over seven years. But he still calls me his wife. I still call my husband. My husband very ill. He's not the man I married. He was a very Mm -hmm. healthy, strong electrician when I married him. He's a frail, tiny little, very, very ill man now. Wow. So my marriage didn't end up the way that I thought it was going to. So, you know i'm just the, the my my love is my daughter and my comedy and my audiences and my people and i'm very you know i'm from oakland i've been watching stuff on youtube lately the three worst neighborhoods in oakland oakland is trash oakland is uh, a wasteland oakland is a thrown away city well i'm from there mm. and i'm going to bring netflix to Oakland, California when I do my special. And everything I am, and as hard as I am, I got it from being in them streets in Oakland. And you know, I had a lot of bad shit happen to me that people don't know. It'll be in the book one day, the documentary, whatever. And it has made me the way I am. You know, people get molded into who they are by the environments that they are exposed to, you know? Well, and would you change any of that and though? Be no punk bitch in Oakland. So,
0: <laughs> I've heard that, but you know, it's interesting. I, I, I talk to a lot of people who say they would change this, or they, they, they wouldn't change that, because obviously you are, you know, a, a product of your environment. So, if you could change something, would you? And do you think it would have affected the person that you are now?
1: I wouldn't change anything, actually. Um, I lived in Oakland for many years, but my parents moved me to a place called Castro Valley, California, which is a little suburb of Oakland, but it's white. Ah. So I was educated in all white schools. I went to a white elementary school, white junior high school, white high school, white mixed junior college, mixed college. I have a degree in English Lit. People don't know that, you know, and I got a great education, but I didn't have any fun. I got all my fun when I went back to Oakland. That's when I joined theater. It was in the Bay Area where I started doing film and television. All that shit came out of Oakland and San Francisco, not in Castro Valley, where I clearly (laughs) couldn't be the lead in any place because they were all all white. They were doing "Any Get Your Gun and shit like that. I couldn't be the lead in any of that. So I went back to Oakland. I don't think I would change, you know, the drugs I've done because nobody can tell me about them. I know, I know the signs, I know the shit. So it's not nothing nobody can tell me about. I wouldn't change that I went to jail because now I know I would never want to go again. (laughs) I don't have to watch Power to know that. I live that, you know? So I don't really think I would change anything except this belly.
0: <laughs> Ain't no more playground, no more playground. I That's what know. they say let me, let me ask you something You said earlier, just a few minutes ago You said you couldn't have fun Right now, at 64 Outside of comedy What does fun look like for Lunell? And breaking the internet on OnlyFans and all the other accolades. But what does fun look like for you on a Saturday night well, that you're I don't not working? Think breaking the
1: internet in the way that I have is what you call an accolade.
0: Well, but, um, in these times and days, it is.
1: Well, I guess. I don't really give a shit about any of that. If you're going to do it OnlyFans, you run the risk of somebody filming it and leaking it. So you know that already. Yep. I knew that going in. I knew somebody would do it. They had to pay five hundred dollars to do that though. And um now you know what a black woman looked like in a bathtub. Who gives a Spirit. fuck? You right. Know? I um I I don't care. I know why I'm doing it. It's paying off for me. Boom. That's all that and matters. I'm not gonna have only OnlyFans forever. I'm not gonna be like eighty five years old with an OnlyFans, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm not gonna have it forever. But um, because I don't even want it forever. 'cause it's you know, you gotta do content and shit and, you know, I don't be feeling like doing all that shit. But um uh I think that um
0: like your fun, what does fun look like for you right now? My fun
1: you know, being by the water, eating, drinking, laughing with certain friends, um, going on a road trip or or just um you know, kick, kicking it like that. The club scene—I've done it. I'm over it. You know, now you got to pay me to come to a club. <laughs> and I—I um, I don't like going shopping. I like shit to be brought to me or made for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to shop unless it's for shoes or perfume or food. I like going to the grocery store, but I just don't <laughs> go. Go to the grocery I don't, store. I get harassed in the birth, birth, birth. and I don't want to call it harassed. Because they're not they're they're not trying to harass me. Yeah. They're trying to get a connection with me. And I Well, get because it.
0: they feel like they, they feel like they know you number one. And I also Well yeah,
1: and if you standing there in the cereal fucking aisle, you know, <laughs> if you didn't the... want to bodied, bitch, don't wanna be bothered, bitch. when you come to the grocery store for? You know? Right. You
0: know they got Instacart. I mean, you have to be in here. <laughs> well now you mad at me because you getting Cheerios not right here.
1: Right, right, right. So I try to be I try not I used to be really you know, because it was a lot to just go to get one thing, and now it's forty-five minutes in the store. But I try to be a little bit more tolerant of stuff like that, and then I don't, I don't go. I got you know my assistant sitting right here. Right. You know, I send her, or uh, you know, and I got help on the road. I got employees. Like I write. Oh, that, shit. You
0: know? Yeah, that's how you do it. When when you got when your wrist look like that. Look at my wrist. Ain't shit. Just nothing. I, I when I grow up, i be like you. Now, I, I got to tell you, I I was nervous because, again, I, there are so many things in you that I am just attracted to in terms of, you know, I hope that people love me the way that they and not in a way like I'm needy, but like I hope that. I continue to be confident and be okay with who I am. I'm hoping that, you know, I, I, I keep that attitude of, listen, I know it ain't a lot of air in the room. That ain't my that ain't my fault. Step out and get some sips and come back. I don't know what to tell you. That right. that that energy that you have, that that lust for life, that lust to just live your life to the max and and still have a quietness about it that attracts people. It calms people. When, when I've been in the room with you, I literally forgot about everything else and just knew everything was going to be okay. And so when <laughs> I started talking about woman to woman, I was like, I got to get Lou I'm going to hit her up. I'm nervous, but I'm going to do it. Cause I just fucking adore you. I think you rock. I wish you more joy and love than your heart could ever hold. I Me too. No. You know,
1: <laughs> and he can be Me over too. thirty. <laughs> well, you know the thing about it is, you better, you better try to be liked, yeah. and everybody ain't gonna like you. True. And I don't give a fuck about that. But the same people in this day and age, the same people that want to walk up and to you and hug you, could be the same people that walk up and stab you.
0: Ain't that the truth?
1: So. I have a lot of love in the streets, you know. And that's a blessing. Because these these days people can get you, you know. I don't have people around me all the time. Like I gotta go do this interview today, I'm going by myself. You know, and um I don't do that when I'm in New York or when I'm doing do that in Chicago or anything like that. But here in LA, you know, I know these streets, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm doing and don't nobody really bother me like that. But, you know, if you talk a lot of shit and you be mean, people will jam you up in the streets. They will. And so I don't I don't seem to have that problem much. But I'll tell anybody, you know, I'm not scared. You know, if you want to pull up, pull the fuck up. And let's go. And I'll take <laughs> your fucking glasses off. And it's going to be a different story. I don't want to be an old bitch fighting in the street, but I <laughs> but will. But I will. <laughs> I I love like you. I know.
0: That's right. I just uh, listen. I'm going to say this to you right now. And I mean it. I know you're super, super busy. One, I'm going to make it out to Vegas because I want to see your show. I don't want to just see your show anywhere. I want to see it in Vegas. Like I, wanna I want have you to have the whole come experience. And
1: people, people, I wish people would realize that I am the only black woman with a comedy residency in Vegas. Las Vegas. There is no other. I wish I could say, come see me, go see my, well, Marsha Warfield is out there too. I think she, she might be, I'm not sure where she's at, but I think Marsha Warfield. So you got two different generations, you know, me and Marsha love each other. We made movies together. We kicked it together. She come see me. I go see her. And um, uh, Las Vegas is a big deal. Yeah, you know, we that's why I want to see it. I, I want to see all ABC. of that. There was a special on ABC that is on Hulu now. Uh Soul of a Nation presents Blacks in Las Vegas. And they did a whole documentary from talking to Sammy Davis Jr. all the way up to Usher about the big deal it is about being Blacks in, La- Black in Las Vegas. Hell, it was only like 30-something years ago that we couldn't even walk through the fucking front door.
0: Yeah, it's true. You People know, forget and for that. for my
1: black ass to be out there is a big deal. I'm not trying to leave Vegas at all. I just met a woman the other day who came to my show. she has been performing in Vegas for 40 fucking years. And she's doing like a Motown thing. She do watts and all this stuff. And I'm going to go see her. But she came to see me because the word is out that I'm out there. You can catch me in the clubs. I love the clubs. I may come to your town. I may not. But if you come to fucking Vegas... So I wear different clothes in Vegas. Oh, I know I it's gonna be something special. Vegas. I
0: already know yeah, I'm gonna be there. You wait you. to see. I'm coming.
1: I, I got you. Anytime you want. I'm come. coming. You,
0: we we got you. It's, I like, cannot you go hang wait. Out. Well, I can't wait. We are gonna break bread together. I'm gonna drink a little tequila. I guess you might do a little what whatever. You know.
1: I'll drink some of that. I'll drink some of that shit with you. I'm scared to get lit.
0: Well, I wish you continued success on all of your upcoming projects. Like I said, I. I just, I could not uh, do this without getting you on here so I can tell you face to face that you're not hearing it from somebody else or you heard. No, this is me telling you, I adore you. I I always root for you all the time, all the time. And I always will. And if I can ever, I mean, my wrist's not like yours, but if I can ever do anything to help you that you need, all you got to do is call. You can just send a smoke signal and I'm coming.
1: Well, let me tell you, your wrist can look just like this. Just know that you gotta probably buy it yourself.
0: I <laughs> would well, damn. That means I'm turning all these shoes and get me some yeah, bracelets. Yeah, I
1: see the shoes. Take some of them shoe money and put it on your wrist because you get more return <laughs> later. On this, you're episode.
0: right because a lot and of these shoes I can't even um, wear no more.
1: And uh, you know, you reach out to Elisa. She will let me know when you're coming. We can do things. And I like the your your your. your, your listen. We don't get all the recognition all the time and the pats on the back from the guys that we wanted from. Yes. So we have to lift each other up. That's we have right. to pat each other on the back. We have to give each other a little a girl every now and then. That's it. And if that's what you're trying to do with this, then I commend you for that.
0: Thank you. And I receive that. So the next time you get that comic like... Hello, uh, Ludell. This is Jasmine. <laughs> that woman's a woman, I moment.
1: Mean, like, who mama. is it? No, I'm kidding.
0: Well, thank you again so much. I uh, I wish you have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, you know, I I mean, on four, you know, four twenty, I might light up a little something. Something. We well, ain't gonna light up nothing. I might have to do an edible. Look, look, I might look, do a little look, edible. I got to start slow.
1: Listen, listen, rookie, you ain't got a lot of me, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna be going to a uh, Woody Harrelson has a cold just? I heard I like that. that. I heard yeah, that. called The Woods. So I'm going to be there for 420. Then the next day, I have to leave and go to San Jose. I do four shows there. Then to Vegas, two shows there. Then I'll be back here next Tuesday. I would like to give out my Instagram. and Please do. Go right ahead. Okay, so my Instagram is at Lunell at L-U-E-N-E-L-L. If you saw me on Jasmine's show, please hit me in the DM, let me know. I may see it, I may not. I got a <laughs> lot of deal, but you can try. And then my uh, website where you can go and purchase merchandise, look at my tour schedule and stuff, is heylunell.com. H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L.com. And you can also purchase tickets to Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club on my website. My Vegas shows are sunday and monday nights sunday night at 9 30 monday night at 7 30 which you might think those are odd nights but they're not in las vegas i was gonna say and it's vegas con- baby a lot of convention people coming on sunday they don't have shit to do and see the usher <laughs> show bruno and all that those shows are dark on monday so there's only certain things to do i'm one of them and then also Um, For anybody who's watching from the Bay Area or even if you're not, I will be taping my first Netflix special produced by the great Dave Chappelle on June 7th and 8th at Yoshi's in Oakland, California. And I cannot wait. I can tape this shit today.
0: I know you can. Because you that chick. How about that? If you stay
1: ready, you don't have to get ready.
0: Amen. I love it. All right, mama, take care. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Now, let me see how to get out this. Wait a minute. I'm an old lady. I be forgetting. Okay, I'm going to go like this. Okay, hopefully this is it. Okay, bye.
0: Bye.